Hello and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. It is episode 83 and we are back after a five-month hiatus. Shit. Um, really? Is it five months? It's been five months, around about. Um, my name is Rob and I'm joined by my brothers in arms. I'm joined by Brother Stu. Hello. And Brother Earl. That is my friar name. <laughs> and yeah, we've been away for quite a while. Um, life got in the way. But we've we've come back and we're launching today with a new episode of this shiny podcast, plus uh, a live show content on the site, goplaythat.com. Uh, so go visit that. And today we're going to talk about, I guess, some of the games that we've been playing over the last five months. Um, oh, no way. <laughs> we're not going to really? hit everything. With all, the things, with all the things going on in the world after so much time, we're just going to talk about games. We should be talking yeah, about hurricanes exactly. and Donald Trump. <laughs> Um, it's probably a good five months to have just skipped. Actually, we've been hiding in a bunker. You've not missed anything, five basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just wanted to escape the world. I yeah. don't want to think that anything existed. Seems safe now, unless you're in East Coast America, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be in Florida right now. No, no, don't don't or, do that. Or a week ago, depending on when you're listening. To this. Yeah, it might That's be true. Might have just dissipated. Hopefully. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about a few of the games that we've been playing. I guess. Um, just anything that comes to to mind that we want to share like there's been since um since the last podcast um i think around that time we were playing battlegrounds um i was like playing flint hook and a few different things but in that time games have come and gone or are still with us um so i've been playing i've still been playing battlegrounds i've played 150 hours of that now and that's become pretty regular evening thing for me we've got like a group on our discord that we we play with a lot of the time um but when i'm not playing that i've been playing uh my switch a huge amount um i think i've picked up pretty much every major release on that since uh since launch so i've been playing splatoon 2 and and sonic mania as uh as you have done so as well um earl and Stuart, have you been playing have you been playing sonic no, I didn't get it yet. I haven't really been playing my Switch, and I'm quite ashamed of that. Okay. Um, what have you been playing then? <laughs> Me, I've been playing a bevy of new releases. Okay. Um, so I pretty much picked up every game that's come out that's interested to me in, in the fashion I do and then not really play them mm. enough. Um, <laughs> so in that group, I mean, I, I'm still, I think my main game I'm playing still is, is Final Fantasy XII for the first time. I never caught that back in the day because it came like at the end of the PS2. I think I already had a 360 at the time, mm. so there was you know, no way I was going back to a PS2. I was never a huge fan of the PS2 anyway. Mm. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. Um, I picked up a few other games like um, <clears throat> Observer with Rick Gower, which I haven't played oh, enough yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, we have, I was going to say I'd be interested to hear about that, well, but not it, so it much as you've played it. No, for, from what I've played, it basically seems a bit kind of system shocky, but with, you know, some, Great acting by Rutger Hauer, so it's, um, <clears throat> seems like a good game. Is it sort of like a walking simulator, as they call them? Um, it's, it's more of a game. Okay. A walking simulator. I mean, it's basically, they, it's the same guys that did Layers of Fear, so it's another horror game. Right. But with a kind of Blade Runner twist. Um, seems really interesting, but I'm 
unfortunately I can't talk too much about it because yeah, I haven't paid enough to, to give it justice, but I definitely plan to get back to it mm-hmm. um, once I've finished some of my other games. Um, in the same vein, I picked up Absolver as well, which I was very interested in for a long time. Um, I've probably played more of that than Observer, so I think I can just about comment on it. I mean, it's, um, it's a game made by some ex-Ubisoft devs. Um, it's basically kind of Dark Souls meets Destiny mm. with Kung Fu. Um, so it's all kind of hand-to-hand Kung Fu combat. Um, really interesting. Have, I mean, it's, have you had a Kung Fu with anyone yet? Have you Kung yeah, Fu'd yeah. somebody? Well, it, again, I, I say it's like Destiny because you're in an open world kind of environment like Dark Souls. Um, but running around is all real people. Um, at the moment, again, it, it's quite a small team. You know, it's an indie game, so it's kind of some hiccups with the networking because... Every time someone kind of enters the area you're in, it says like, you know, Mr. Bronze has entered the area and it kind of like freezes for like a second when it happens. Um, but I do oh. believe they're working on that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. aside from that, you've got the online open world hub where everyone's running around and you can just, you know, fight with each other either by, you know, initiating co-op or just by fighting the same people or you can just attack anyone. So my, my first couple of hours, I just kind of like trolling this one guy who I kind of came across. I beat him and I was like, oh, I can beat him. So I revived him and I just kept beating him again because you, <laughs> you can revive them afterwards. Um, also, aside from the open world, you can kind of, you know, go to one v one duels a bit more, a bit more like uh, Fort Honor, where it transports you to an arena and it's like a, a best of three, like one on one fight. So um, the, the open world, sorry, the, the, the co-op in the open world, is there like AI enemies you can fight then? Yeah, yeah. So the, okay. the whole, I mean, a lot of people have compared it to, to Dark Souls, but a lot of people have also said it shouldn't be compared to Dark Souls. But I mean, the way the world is laid out with the, you know, enemies walking, you know, running around and just how you navigate around is, is very Dark Soulsy to me. Mm. And yeah, there's just always roaming AIs that just are there for everyone. You know, it's not like you have your instances and stuff. So if you see someone, you can fight them and then someone else can come along and fight them with you. Um, yeah, no, it seems very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I think they need to kind of work on the networking, which, which they are doing, apparently. Um, but it's, it's a pretty kind of impressive attempt at a game for such a small developer. Because again, you know, it's, it's a fully always online, shared, open world experience. Yeah, I'll join you on this one when they've polished it off a bit, I think. Because this was one I had my eye on for a while. I didn't realise there were issues. So I'll probably, I'll probably wait until I hear something has uh, resolved that. It's, it's, it's not game-breaking issues, but they've definitely acknowledged that, you know, they're their net code is not up to, to snuff mm. at the moment. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, aside from that, I've been playing uh, one that one that Earl can account for. Everybody's golf. Um, yes, absolutely loving that game. I noticed today actually, like the actual name of the game. If you look at kind of like the trophies you've earned in the in the area on the PlayStation below your like you know the what's new, it says mm. everybody's golf seven. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. It's everybody's golf seven. Yeah, I noticed that today. I think in oh. I'll probably be proven wrong immediately here. I think in Japan they have actually given it the seven. Probably. Yeah, because um, they've used the na- same name consistently in Japan, whereas in at least the US it was Hot Shots Golf yeah. for a while. Until and they this switched one. the brand. Yeah, yeah. So I think this in America is the first Everybody's Golf. What was the so first Europe. one on? PS1. It's the second okay. longest running Sony franchise. Yeah, because if you look at the copyright, it says like 97 to 2017. Yeah, yeah. The only game, the only game that is more PlayStation than everybody's golf is Gran Turismo. Did uh, clap hands? Have they made any other games or just this? Because it's the only thing I know them for. Um, 
they've done other games in this franchise that I did in Everybody's Tennis or a Hot Shot yeah, Tennis. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They did spin-off things. I can't remember if they've done anything else, and I don't think they developed every single yeah. game in this series because I think Camelot did, That's and nice then Camelot got contracted by Nintendo to make Mario Golf, which is shockingly similar <laughs> in gameplay style to Everybody's Golf. Everybody's golf is, is fantastic. It's very, very Nintendo-y. Kind of surprised I'm not playing it on my Wii U or Switch. Yeah, yeah, it would have been because the 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 last game was on Vita, and that was a really good system for that game. Um, I think the only reason they moved to PS4 is to get more players in, I guess, because uh, it feels like this game could have been done on Vita without too many problems. Um, oh yeah, I imagine so. Exactly, but no, no, it's it's really good because. It's extremely populated. When you go into an online um, session, there are tens of thousands of active players. It's pretty crazy. Yep. No, it's really, really good. I'm loving the, I think you mentioned that before, the character progression and stuff is really well done. Yeah. Different things to work towards. It's funny. It reminded me, this will resonate with you, um, of Star Wars Galaxies. Yep. In that if you're using a three-word you get better at using the three word. If you switch to a five iron, you get better at that. If you're hitting the ball really far, you get stronger with that club. If you're accurate with the club, your control with it improves. Mm. So the game basically rewards you for the way you play. And I think in one of the loading screens, it even says like, you can go crazy and use like an iron and just smash the ball as hard as you can and level that up like crazy. So where you would usually use a wood for long distance shots, if you wanted, you could have this really weird setup and the game would kind of reward you for that and lean in that direction for you. Is it okay that that means that sort of discouraging you from using something that you've not ever used? It's like, well, this is just going to be a crap uh, club to use right now because it's fresh. You could find yourself in a situation, I think you had this actually, Stu, where you will end up on courses where you need backspin. Otherwise, the ball will kind of roll off the green. Mm-hmm. So you need like a bit of backspin to make it stay put when you land on the green. If you've not been applying backspin um, throughout your career, you're going to get a bit stuck and you're going to have to level backspin up. Grind your backspin. <laughs> well, you do have to grind your backspin. The, the problem I had with that was I misunderstood the instructions of how to use backspin. I think it's... <laughs> Partly my fault, but it wasn't that clear because it, it says like, you know, press, press down on D-pad at the moment of impact. I kind of forgot that the last button press you called is actually called like the impact zone. So I was kind of like doing all my stuff. And then when the animation of hitting the ball was happening, I was trying to press down there and wondering why my backspin wasn't applying. Um, there's a, there's a kind of a lot of stuff going on in that game and kind of it throws it all at you in a kind of, you know, kind of typical, Japanese fashion of like crazy interface with stuff everywhere and it's kind of hard to know what to focus on and yeah it's misunderstood. A bit, it's a bit misleading because it looks really approachable like the art style is very fun uh, and cartoony and when you play the game you realize it's probably the most serious golf sim that exists <laughs> uh, it's very very detailed and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of techniques that you have to memorize and in fact, the game actually includes a quiz that you have to do every like three ranks or something, 
which quizzes you on golfing terminology, like real life golfing terminology. So like a, a multiple choice question, like, you know, what, what is a, a two under par called? Okay. It's a, it's an albatross, but if you get it wrong, you could potentially not unlock some core features of the game. So it really does drill you to make sure you understand exactly what you're doing before it gets <laughs> that, you too far in the game. That's like if Gran Turismo had like the licenses and then you had to take a theory test as well. It is actually exactly a very, yeah, it's a very good analogy. Um, it really does test you on actual golf terminology um, and rules. So it's, it's interesting in that you can kind of understand golf gradually as you play this game. Um, but once you get the, the hang of it and you become, in quotes, an expert at it, it's, it's, it's a very satisfying game. Although when I play online, I gradually have been ranking, I don't know, in the top 80%. I'm not doing that well. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Like if out of, out of 20,000 players, I'm usually about 18,000th. Um, it's, it's, also, it's also a game you can't play if you're tired or a bit tipsy because oh, yeah, yeah. Gonna, you're going to screw up all the kind of you know, button presses to, to strike. Yeah, yeah. No, you need to be you need to be dead accurate, like more so than Parappa the Rapper. Um, you guys were talking about the clubs, the different clubs getting better and skills getting better as you progress. Is there any way that yeah. you can lose abilities or them like go down in, in stat because you perform badly or something like that? No, no. It's, you just you level up, so it's this combination of leveling up your staff, but always you know player skill as well. Okay. Now the, the only thing I learned yesterday is that um, as you progress through the game, you can choose what courses to play to progress in your career, and more often than not, you'll get, out of the two courses that you can choose, one will have official rules and one will have like crazy rules. So it'll have like a giant cup or a little tornado surrounding the hole so that if the ball goes near it, it will get sucked in. So it's an easier game to play. You level up slower. You level up slower if you play the crazy rules. If you play official rules, you level up quicker. You also don't get trophies in unofficial for trophy hunters. Oh, yeah, that's true as well. I got my first eagle in an unofficial one. I didn't get the trophy for that. Yeah, I've got an unofficial hole in one, but I have an official albatross. So (laughs) proud, proud of myself. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm yeah. really enjoying it. I think you'd like it, Rob. So I've played a few golf games in my time. I don't think I've ever owned a Hot Shots or like everybody's golf, though. Uh, I think the only, ty- uh, the only yeah golf games I've played have been Tiger Woods games. And then I remember in Cyprus in the hotel, there was an arcade. <laughs> there was an arcade machine and it was a very um, vertical display it was an old 2D game, but it... Was that Neo Geo Turf Masters? It, but I think I've also seen Turf Masters and I, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And that's available on the Switch, right? It is, yeah. And PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and Xbox, I think, now as well. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. It's another thing. And the Neo Geo. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, it's, it's the, the, ironically, the most expensive version is the Neo Geo sure, version. Sure, that's the same for Windjammers, I guess. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So have you played, have you got that yet, Earl? I no, not you yet. you will get at some point. Yeah, I will. I'm kind of, I've been fighting it because it's not a perfect port of the game. Mm. Um, the 
there, there are two developers of um, the Neo Geo games, Dot uh, Mu, mm-hmm. and oh, the name escapes me now. Um, Hamster, okay. Hamster Corporation, and Hamster are very much vanilla in features, but accurate in their emulation. Mm-hmm. And Hamster are the other team that have been doing all the Switch games. Okay. So the Neo MU Turf Masters that's on the Switch is from Hamster. Is from Hamster, exactly. .mu have a good reputation in that they do hunt down really good games that are very popular that people want to play again. But there has been criticism on the quality of their emulation. Mm-hmm. And Windjammers is no exception. But it's the only way you can play Windjammers um, legitimately yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly um, unless you've got an AES and an extra 800 euros to spare so yeah I'll, I'll buy it eventually I, I, I want to support that effort mm-hmm. but I almost wish like I would have gone for an arcade perfect version without online if that makes sense as crazy as that sounds I'd prefer just like to be able to play on my sofa a perfect version mm-hmm. of that game yeah but you don't need any extra stuff. Like you just need no. That's how it was. So yeah, that's yeah. fine. I can live with that. But yeah, no. I'm I'm glad it exists. So I, I will buy it mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, I, I think the the main other game I've been playing is controversial in this group. Destiny two. Destiny <laughs> Destiny two, and it keeps us keeps us topical. I'm sure that's you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, a small release that's kind of slipped out this week. I'm sure it will find its way into the podcast's title so that people actually listen. <laughs> Let's talk about it for 10 seconds, but have it as the main, main game in the... In the yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. put it the, in the title twice. The go play that Destiny cast. I mean, my kind of... Again, I've not, I've not played enough to really form an overall opinion, but again, I've played Destiny, so I think I also can form a, <laughs> Which a full in opinion. itself is a commentary on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, I've said this a couple of times, kind of in various other places, mm-hmm. that its, it's biggest crime is just that Destiny 1 exists, because this, this game is a very good... Destiny, you know, if this mm. was Destiny 1 three years ago, it'd be like one of the most revered franchises. So can we call it Ultimate Destiny? Is that what Ultimate Doom is? Is Ultimate Doom the ultimate version of the original Doom? Or it's Destiny Special Edition. Special, yeah, like Game of the Year, <laughs> Game of the Year yeah, Edition. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, it, it, it is cool. If, it, they've done a lot of things to just tweak all the annoying things from the first one, mm. which again is, you know, is, is questionable whether that's, you know, what a big franchise release should be doing, sure. but that's again why it's kind of like you know if the first one was like this it'd be amazing but just you know little things like it's more of a proper MMO this time really like proper quest tracking progression you know um, I think I've read in a couple of articles and I agree with it like the my warlock actually feels like a support class I can heal people I can buff people's weapons oh that's actually quite interesting so they've, they've actually again they've, they've made it more of what Destiny definitely should have been mm-hmm. um as you know, inside of that, it is based the same game. It looks not, like amazing. Uh, the music is really good. Again, whether this is a plus or you know a negative for some, the campaign is definitely there. It actually is a thing that exists. Um, mission structure is just better, but you know it's, it's destiny in a kind of nicer package. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not it's not going to convince people who aren't interested, but I think for people who are interested, it's, it's the much better destiny. I think I think it makes sense that they built the game that they did because I, I was talking to Rob about this the other day. Like the the gameplay loop, the the core combat of that game, a lot of people love the way that that game feels, the way that that game, I mean, the the act of aiming and shooting, 
people that love Destiny love the way that feels. And there's enough of those people that they don't really have to push the boat out or take any risks or, or make any changes because they already have a core audience of tens of millions of players. So it doesn't really make sense for them to 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 change that. And I don't think anyone that isn't interested in the first Destiny should be disappointed if they are not interested in this one because this isn't a game designed for them. Uh, it's a game that is designed for a mass audience, which is Destiny players. And they're playing much it. like yeah. yeah, much like every World of Warcraft expansion, they're not trying to attract new players to World of Warcraft. They're trying to re-attract yeah. the, the 10 million people that already love World of Warcraft back. I'd, I'd say for me, the, the biggest misstep is not adding any new classes. Um, I mean, they've added new subclasses, which basically makes each class have you know, different paths they can take, but it's still, I think that's the biggest kind of cop-out, you know. It Was it Hunter, Titan, and, and Warlock? Warlock? Okay. Right. Yeah. If, if you're releasing an expansion or a sequel to any kind of MMO, you kind of, in my opinion, you've got to chuck in at least a new class. Yeah, yeah, that does sound a bit odd. Unless they do so, a Diablo yeah. and, like, add something midlife. I mean, yeah, like I said, they've added new subclasses, so the classes are different to the first mm. game, but they are still the same classes. Um, I mean, and, and aside from that, the other, the other main game I've been playing, which I nearly forgot about, but I'll leave for Earl's section, otherwise I'm going to talk about all his games as well, <laughs> is uh, Lawbreakers. I was about to ask. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yes. I wanted to hear that passion coming through. Uh, yeah, I nearly, I nearly forgot it. So, so let's, let's move into Earl. Sure. So I, I, and I missed this because um, I went away for two weeks. And in that time, it had come and then kind of gone <laughs> the Lawbreakers Zeitgeist, yeah, uh, which wasn't much of a Zeitgeist. Um, no, it's so Lawbreakers did kind of come and go, and I hope it doesn't stay that way because mm-hmm. uh, myself, uh, Tom, Stu, and uh, some friends outside of the, the Go Play That group. Oh, Hush oh, as well. E- even Hush, yeah, even yeah, Hush. yeah. I forgot about that actually because he's been away, but yeah, he he was there for the first week too. Um, we were all playing. And all enjoying. I never stopped enjoying the game. Mm. Um, but You've not stopped the... You still want to play it. Yeah, and I actually have played it a couple of times this week. Um, but my play sessions are getting shorter and shorter because the people I'm playing with, the, the pool of strangers that I'm playing with is getting smaller and smaller. That's what I was going to say. We, we didn't really stop until we did but other people did stop in masses it seems yeah though we we've had evenings where it would be myself Stu, and a friend of ours um and we'd be playing and then a couple of people would as you do leave the game session and the game wasn't able to fill those slots with players yeah and by default it won't even start the match unless there's 5v5 for fairness reasons um, so you're actually sitting like in a in a skirmish, um, waiting for players without being able to play the game for quite a while mm. at times, like quite a long time. Um, I think they need to be more lenient with who you match make against. I know that you're cordoned off into Europe, America, Asia as regions. Also, I think you're cordoned off by skill, rank, mm-hmm. and. Game mode? Uh, yeah, obviously, ga- ga- game mode you can't even choose. Oh, okay. So um, it's just putting that. So that's not one way in which it's. It is no, it's not. But they've they've just announced in the patch that's going live this Monday, as of time of recording, 
um, that they're adding competitive mode soon. Um, so that's going to split the audience yet again. Mm. So that's with high confidence that they're adding a new mode. Like, because at the moment it's just play now and everyone in theory should go into the same matchmaking. So the fact that I'm having difficulty finding players is worrying that they're, they're splitting it up. But are you finding difficult, are you having difficulty finding players when you're on your own? Because this is something that we also talked about that you had a better time and better luck finding a full server if you were just searching on your own compared to searching with friends. Yeah, if you're on your own, you do match make a lot quicker because I think one of the parameters is like they try to groups of players, they try to find another group yeah. of players because they're able to communicate, etc. So it's fairer to match those up. I think they just need to drop that. Mm-hmm. If, if that's even a thing, it's not clear if that's happening or not. They just need to whatever regulations they've got, just let everyone go into a session as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Because when you get into a session, the game's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it's so- really good. The, the, the dev, um, Boss Key, obviously Cliffy B's new studio, mm. they're, they're definitely trying to make it work. You can tell. Um, the, the thing is, I, I think there's a few things working against it. I mean, obviously, I think we'll all agree that, and a lot of people do agree, the artwork is some of the most uninspired yeah. kind of artwork you'll ever see. At least the characters. The, yeah, characters. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the levels are really nice. But yeah, 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 the characters. I mean, it's kind of that typical Unreal type. Aspective. But they're supposed to be um, heroes, like Overwatch-style individual characters. That's what I mean. You, you, don't get, you don't get that. It just looks like the cast of Gears of War. Hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't I name know. any of them. I couldn't name a single one. And I've played like dozens of hours, maybe a hundred hours of the game. I just couldn't tell you the name of any of those characters. And then kind of the other like quotation marks complaint I have, because it's not really a complaint, it's just kind of something that seems silly to me when games do this, is there's what five or so different game modes but they're all the same they all yeah. just capture capture this take it here and defend it it may yeah. be a ball it may be a flag or a battery but it's always the same yeah yeah and some but, of the slight variations of capture the flag aren't as enjoyable as capture the flag no so I, i'd much rather just not done them it's just you know trying to make it look like the game has lots of variety and lots of modes when in reality it has two modes but spread across five different you know, names of modes. Yeah. I'd rather just have like, just be honest and have like three modes, you know, even if one of those is just deathmatch, deathmatch, capture the flag and like, you know, the usual kind of occupy conquest type mode. Yeah, I agree. I think if they have just knuckled down on two or three game modes and done them right, that they'd be better served. Whereas, yes, sometimes you would forget like, oh, this isn't the one where you capture the flag and that's a point. It's the one where you have to capture the flag and keep the flag in your base for a certain I mean, amount of time. I, I think, you know, especially after not playing it for a while, my kind of, my train of thought is like, oh, which mode is this? Oh, it's the one when you capture the thing and take it there. Oh, which mode is this? Oh, it's the one where you capture the thing and take <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, yeah. And it, we always end up confirming with each other before the match. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the one where you have to get the flag and take it to the enemy base instead of your own base. Yeah. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> so no, the, 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 the kind of core gameplay is, is really good fun. I mean, it, it, doesn't, it also doesn't have much of a hook to make it stand out in this crowded it's market this, now. It's the gravity of, stuff, right? That's the it's, just, it's just yeah. gravity. It's, it's just kind of flying, which can be also quite annoying at times, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's not like a, it's not a game selling hook. You know, these kind of games are sold on their heroes, like how, you know, Blizzard did with the awesome animated shorts for Overwatch and stuff like that. Whereas again, I've not seen any of that kind of marketing for this game. No, um, no, like, no, no. Again, like El says, I don't know any of the names. I don't know any kind of story of them. 
you know, I think again, some kind of reviews called out, it's called like lawbreakers, but there's no, there's no reason for that name to exist other than just it probably sounded cool. Yeah. There's, there's two factions. One is called law and the other one is yeah. called breakers. And that's it. And that's it. Like there's, that's, there's, that's the thing. There's no talk of the laws that they broke or <laughs> no. what the law guys are protecting. It's just, no. so again, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun game. Um, my, my initial experiences with it weren't too great because I, I just logged on on my own, like, right back in the day. And there's no, there's no onboarding in that game. There's no, there is now. I mean, yeah, there, it there just is added now. tutorials. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause basically when, when the game launched, it was just play now and that's it. You know, no introduction to what anything is. And I had like some terrible first matches, but then started playing, you know, with, with, with Earl and um, Tom at the time, I think. And, yeah. Once, once you find a character you like, once you find friends to play with, it is a fun game. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how confident I am that it's going to be a game that's around for a long time just because it's a very tough market. And I think, I don't think they came out strong enough, to be honest. No. And they came out as games like Battlegrounds were just absolutely skyrocketing and gaining a lot of viral attention. This one just wasn't. Uh, To describe the gameplay very briefly, and one of the reasons I think I like the game, if you remember Unreal Tournament, there were some maps where you could go outside and there was like an anti-gravity area Mm. it feels like that because the anti-gravity element and the fact that you die very very quickly very quickly you a couple of shots and you're and you're done so you end up dying a lot in that game if you don't cooperate with your team so as hectic as it sounds the the winning team is always the team that actually groups together um if you go out as johnny rambo on your own you're going to get creamed in milliseconds. Mm. So once I realized that, I started to really enjoy the game because I'm playing with friends and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to follow you, Stu. And I'd play a medic and I'd follow Stu around the map, healing him up mm. and his I, and his killing people. And that's a lot of fun. I, I agree with you in that, but I think more that is more in kind of a traditional sense of, like, I don't feel there's that much strategy to the game compared to, again, its competitors. It definitely works better if you're working together. But yes, I you're right. I don't think there's like a grand game of chess in this game, like you know, even in something like Overwatch, where it's is literally about what you know the heroes, the team balance and stuff, and you know how well that Lucio player is or how well that Reinhardt player is. No, that's Here, true. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know they're, they're adding role limits as well in the in the new patch, but in this game, it really doesn't matter. You can be five battle medics, and as long as you know you're not complete idiots, you're gonna <laughs> win. No, no, you're right. It's it's more a game of numbers. If yeah. if if me and you run around as a two, if we encounter a single player, they're dead. It's as simple as that. They're not going to be able to take us both out unless they're really exceptional or one of us blinks. Um, yeah. But still, it's fun going around as a pair and rinsing no, people. It's, it's a really fun game. I feel like it's maybe five, you know, five or so years out of its like, time. Mm. If it launched several years ago, it'd be like the new Unreal or something. Yeah, I, I can see a price drop or even maybe something drastic like a free-to-play conversion like Battleborn had to be honest I, I think this game even was meant to be free to play it was it cha- yeah it changed through and PC only. development <laughs> and it I yeah. mean it, it definitely should have been free to play um, you know but then at the same time the, the kind of the, the items you get they're nowhere near the, again the overwatch level you know I don't really see why anyone would want to buy for the you know the microtransactions no because the, the cosmetic weapons and skins for the characters just aren't attractive enough or different That's enough true. For me to I, want to spend money. No, I, I kind of wonder if part of the change to a, a, a paid-for product was because of that. You know, they realized with this art style, with this kind of lack of character, 
who's going to buy stuff. If that was a decision that was made, they were correct. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a cheap game anyway, you know, for what it is, it's like what, 25 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I think it's actually great value. And it's it's still worth buying now because there are enough people to get into game sessions. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, you, you feel a little bit empty inside when you know that games like Overwatch and Battlegrounds well, are out there with such a diverse yeah. range of potential enemies to play against. Well, I mean, that's, that's the other kind of thing. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it would be doing any better if it was also on Xbox. It probably wouldn't be, but... You know, on PC, people play, you know, we all see the Steam, we all see the Steam list every day, and it's the same 10 games, you know, obviously with Battlegrounds at the top now every day. Um, so PC players aren't interested in a new game to try and get in that list, I don't think. And mm. console, console gamers move on to the next big game when it comes out, and obviously now Destiny is out, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Lawbreakers is gonna struggle, but I, I do applaud the dev, because they are trying, I think they're trying to make it relevant and, you know, keep supporting it, but. Again, I, I just don't think they came out strong enough. Is the is the shame? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I I'm still keeping an eye on the updates. I yeah, want, no, I want to boot it for every new thing that they add. There's a new there's a new class coming, which is crazy if you think about it. Because I think they've got they do actually have quite a robust selection of classes in that game. So it's hard for me to imagine what it will be. Well, so that'd be another interesting point because I, I I'm interested to see if they can actually add something with character, or if it's just going to just melt into the the background yeah. of it is. If it has too much um, character, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I, I just kind of, I just kind of think if there ever was like the poster boy for six out of ten kind of game, it's, it's this one. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because I think that that score would automatically go up if it was more successful because success would have bred more content, more you know, faster, and that's just how it goes. I guess, as you say, they have to get out the gate strong, and that's not what happened. Let's see if they can do a No Man's Sky, which has turned things around. Yeah, or Ra- Rainbow Six Siege as well. Oh, yeah. Rainbow yeah. Six Siege is a really good example. Like, that game came out really flat, and now it's actually fifth on the Steam charts, which is particularly amazing because that game is actually not only on Steam, it's on Uplay. So that, yeah. that, that, it, it can be done. It can well, be of done. Of course, the, the king of them all, Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, that's true. That's a whole other league, though. Mm. They had to shut the servers down for that before they could bring it back up. So, <laughs> well, and and they built it into the law, which was cool because basically they talk of like the you know, the catastrophe that wiped out the, the whole humanity like five years ago. Hmm. Lawbreakers would benefit if, in the law, all of the characters that currently exist burn to death, yeah. and they just start again. And the new world is kind of like this weird cartoony vibe with interesting funny characters yeah it's, it's called overwatch and terry cruz starts to tweet about it yeah. that's the recipe to success yeah <laughs> but yeah lawbreakers good game maybe make sure you've got friends to play it with yeah I mean, it's, it's it's pretty impossible game to recommend because even rob was asking us if he should get it and it's like it's impossible yeah, yeah. to recommend really like, i want you to buy it rob but at the yeah. same time i'd feel guilty yeah because- you wouldn't sleep at night yeah, exactly. And now it, and what I've happens already, if you can't play anyone? I've already passed through to September where they've jacked up the price of PlayStation Plus. So now I've yeah, like, yeah. Lo- like lost that as well. So I'd be spending even more. But the thing is that, yeah, you guys are there. And I know that I'll be able to like, uh, you know, interest you in playing. But again, will we have a team to play against? <laughs> and it will probably... Yeah. It, it, if we do, will it be the same team all night? <laughs> like they'll yeah, leave yeah. and then get put back into the same session. Yeah, I, I was definitely starting to get like on first name terms with the people I was facing against. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that, it's that guy. He was good in like two matches ago. Oh, he was on the other team in that match. He was really bad. Yeah, we're, we're actually like, when it, sometimes it'd be three or four of us. So we're always teamed with a stranger mm-hmm. and we would know who that person that has teamed with us. We'd be like, oh, it's this guy. I remember him from last Tuesday. Yeah. I remember, like, <laughs> oh, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad this time this guy's on the other team. We're going to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'd, yeah, you'd know the strengths and weaknesses of actual people, not classes that they're playing, but oh, it's that guy. I know that he's terrible in the air or he's terrible at defending. Or I can take him in a one-on-one firefight. That's it's, it's a strange meta strategy to the game. Yeah, uh, maybe that was their intention. Yeah, it's actually brilliant. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> They're out of business, but it was yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was Lawbreakers. Okay. Um, do we want to talk about Switch games? I, well, go on. You haven't talked about anything. No, yet, I haven't. So, yeah, um, I should oh. probably pick something, but uh, I guess I'll talk about Sonic Mania. And everyone's been yeah. been talking about it. I think it's my favorite game on the system. Mm, although maybe Splatoon Two is, but yeah, Sonic Mania is such a just just a, a brilliant success. And how did it come to be? Is like the big question. It feels like, weird to talk about a Sonic game as a good game. Yeah, well, like I I almost check myself before I talk about it because I like it's one of those games that people that are kind of lapsed gamers say, "Oh, there's a new Sonic. Is it any good?" Mm. And then you kind of check yourself and say, if I say yes, is that just because I'm a gamer and they're not? I don't know. No, wait. No, it is a good game. No, it is good. It's as good as the original Sonic games. And that's a strong recommendation. I guess all it took was to have Sonic Team not really make it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was made by um, Christian Whitehead, who... Did the episodic ones or something. Or the remake or something. Yeah, it's made by um, three... Um, studios, if you will, but I think they're all one-man studios, okay. and the music is remixed by someone who is semi-famous on the remix uh, scene for Sonic games. Skrillex. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember any of the names. I know Christian Whitehead did the ports for uh, Xbox Live and iOS and that kind of stuff, okay, so okay. he knows the engine yeah. inside out. Well, but those ports, didn't he basically, he remade them, right, or something? Like yeah, he even just force. He made his own engine, which I think is now what the retro engine. Yeah, he built yeah. he built the engine to be able to remake all those games um, off his own back, and Sega hired him post fact. So a lot of that effort and a lot of that work was done before he even worked with Sega. Mm-hmm. So the reason the game is is pretty damn good is because it feels to me like the old Sonic games, especially yeah. to the extent that it's pretty difficult. Like I, yeah. I have, I have rage quit a few times at like um, losing all my lives and having to restart the f- from the first level of of two in a in a given zone, um, which feels. I don't know. I don't know if it needed to have that to feel. Sonic well. was always a bit unfair and yeah. it trolled you. Uh, like for example, I was playing yesterday because I'm playing for a second time and I'm trying to find okay. the secrets and stuff in the game mm-hmm. and. Um, I found a secret by going left instead of right, if you will, <laughs> um, on one of the levels and you smash through the wall and then you're walking under a tunnel for a while and you're thinking the whole time, there's something at the end of this tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like, I found a secret and at the end is a spring that just shoots you <laughs> up in the air soup. and across the map. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing here, mate. Like, well done for finding it, but there's nothing here. So, uh, it's- so the game does do that. And I guess you have to find humor in it. Yeah, it, it, it's punishing but it's very clever 
and it's yeah. it's clever in the way that it's punishing, but it's also clever in the way that it pl- plays on nostalgia and it plays with um, what was present in the in the you know original, I guess, four games or three and a half games, um, because it has like the the first level of the game is, is Green Hill Zone. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like it's like. pretty much yes, yeah, it's, it's like when they make uh, like one one from you know Mario, Mario. yeah, um, and it feels right, and it doesn't feel like they're gonna you know pull the rug out, and you, you finish the level, and it's like okay, there's some visual tweaks, but it feels pretty much like the original, and then the second of that you know the second act of that zone, there's a remixed uh, song, they've introduced new mechanics, it still feels like it's you know, congruous with the first act of the zone, but it feels fresh and it feels like, okay, this is the Sonic Mania, ver- you know, part of this zone. And, and that kind yeah, of it continues. Yeah, it, it layers. It layers on top. Uh, um, yeah. It feel, yeah, it feels like the, the sort of, you know, stuff underneath is still the original uh, from the art style and, and throughout. And then there's like the special stages and the bosses that all play on uh, your understanding of the mechanics of the game and your history having played through them. Like I definitely feel um, like I'm going to be appreciating it more because I played through all of the original uh, games and there's references that you wouldn't get that I really do love because, you know, That's they're the there hardest and, and part for about me. This. The hardest part about talking about Sonic Mania is I think some of the most enjoyable parts of the game are the references. Mm-hmm. And these aren't just Sonic references. These are like, if you owned a Mega Drive, mm. you, there's references that you would just get. And you just can't, you shouldn't share them because discovering them for the first time is part of the joy. Like, oh, I can't believe they've snuck this yeah. into the game um, is, is part of the, the fun in that game. And there's apparently lots of Easter eggs like that, which mm. I have yet to see, which is one of the reasons I'm replaying the game because I want to I want to find all those kind of nods and references and secrets. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to get it. <clears throat> I, I do feel, for me, maybe the difficulty is the one thing that's putting me off a bit just because I, d- I don't remember the original games being that hard, at least to just finish. I know to do all the extra stuff. But I think like in 2017 and you know just before that, it's, it does seem to be cool to make games hard. I think ever since kind of Dark Souls really blew up and I think sometimes developers miss the mark on that. I mean, I'm sure it's not the case here, but kind of being hard is almost like a selling point now. So as the, as the retro head of, of the group, I, I play Sonic 1 to CD, so the first four Sonic games, fairly regularly. I'd argue that this is easier than those games, um, but it does hark back to that kind of difficulty. Actually, to be fair, the first game is quite easy. Um, but they they seem to be semi-aware of this should be difficult, otherwise it wouldn't be Sonic. But at the same time, like on your second attempt, you're gonna get you're gonna get through it. So I don't think it's like uncompletable hard. I think everyone is gonna finish this game. You just need to persevere that little bit, but nowhere near as much as you had to back in the days when yeah. you would pause the game and go out because if you reset it, you've lost your progress. Yeah. Nothing like that. I think that makes a big difference. Like yeah, just, yeah. the saving just works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and and Switch is a great platform for this because, you know, I can play a level um at my lunch break um yeah. or just in a spare five minutes and then switch it off and come back to the game later. And that's a different way of playing that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um unless you're playing safe states or something. So I wanna talk to you about um 
the motion sickness that we've been experiencing playing this in handheld oh, yeah. mode. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have theories here. Is it three? The three of us, us two, and Hush have all experienced this playing this game. Yeah, if, in handheld mode. Yes. So, do you want to? Yeah. Go through it. Yeah. So I I took my Switch with me on holiday to play Sonic Mania and couldn't play any of Sonic Mania because I found my eyes were burning and I felt a little bit weak in the stomach. And my theory is that the, the Switch is a big screen. It's a big handheld screen, like significantly bigger than the Vita, which was previously the biggest handheld screen. So when you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog, which is 2D left to right scrolling, your eyes are actually moving left and right to catch everything that's on the screen. Whereas if you're playing something like Zelda or Mario Kart, your eyes are always looking dead center of the screen and you're relying on your peripheral vision to take everything in. So it's weird, like 2D retro games, that, especially ones that are fast-paced like Sonic, I found uncomfortable to, to look at on that screen. And the way I was able to play it was if I set the console down on a coffee table and play it a few feet away, mm-hmm. or obviously dock it onto your HDTV. So yeah, it, I, I did have some discomfort playing the game in handheld mode. Yeah, I, f- I felt the same thing. Um, yeah, it felt like a little bit too close and things are moving very fast and it's such high fidelity. Like it feels like it's a, it's a great screen. It's a great system. It's bright. It's a very bright it's very screen. vibrant. Even at low brightness, it's colorful and it's bright. Yeah, and at the yeah. best of times, it's difficult to follow everything that's happening in a Sonic game. So yeah, this yeah, is yeah. kind of like the ultimate example of, of that. Um, yeah, definitely not a flaw of the game. Like no. the, the, the game is as as crazy and active with lots of sprites flying around that the Genesis record drive even could never have done. So I'm glad that it's done that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, a, I guess, um, a byproduct of the Switch being this huge handheld system, which we're not used to playing with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sonic, Sonic Mania for me, um, I, wouldn't, I would recommend it to anyone who's enjoyed a sonic game um mm. if you didn't like them then this is just this feels like one of them which is it's not better than it's them. as it's... much a rec- you know a, a good yeah. point as a bad point um yeah. and half of the game is is it is is great to play but the other half of the enjoyment for me is uh seeing ways in which they fit in everything from those old games like there's le- levels where um They'll pull something from Sonic 3, but the rest of it feels a bit like a level from Sonic 2. Yeah. Uh, they'll yeah, like yeah, yeah. The mashup stuff. Little mechanics yeah. where like a, you know, like the ways in which switches or enemies w- uh, would be present in a single level in Sonic, in one of the Sonic games, mashed up with other elements. And it feels yeah. like an um, evolution after, you know, those original games from the 90s. My favorite part of the game was the boss battles. And uh, there's every a, level, every every level, every yeah, single yeah. There's level. A mi- the there's there's mid, mini bosses and boss bosses, yeah. And every single one of them, as they come on the screen, your first thought is, okay, what do I have to do here? It's a puzzle, yeah. Like how how you know, where is the weak spot of this boss? How do I attack this boss? Which was always the case in Sonic, but they obviously were aware that that's part of Sonic's appeal, so took the opportunity to have as many bosses in the game <laughs> yeah. as possible. And they're all a lot of fun. And some of them are uh, very memorable. 
and referential. So I, I, that's, I thought they had a lot of fun with, with making those bosses and that comes across when you're playing the game as well. So yeah, I think that's my favorite part of the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's the last thing we, we'll talk about uh, for today at, at length, but I have been playing a lot of other stuff on, on my Switch. As I said, Splatoon 2. I also forgot um, Rabbids, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which is like a XCOM-like game. Like That game is way better than it has any right to be like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense well, it, it, did you see rob that it's on the same engine as the division yeah, yeah i saw you mentioned i read that, that on the Eurogamer when you linked it yeah yeah it's quite interesting it's showing and it's good it's a good sign for future switch ubisoft games i think yeah i mean i think the question of is the system technically capable is is answered now i think there were some frame rate issues in version ones of games mm-hmm. But now, now Nintendo lets you patch your game. The version 2s have fixed the frame rate issues and everything seems to be just launching yeah. smooth now. So as, as with other Nintendo consoles, developers have to create something specific for it to work yeah. in many cases. Like games that are just getting... They're releasing a lot of games that are on Xbox One and PS4, pushing them over to uh, Nintendo Switch. The one I'm most excited about from that group of games would be la noir which was announced yeah, yeah. in this last announced week a couple of days ago yeah um like i will definitely play that on the switch but it's mm-hmm. not it's not just automatically gonna gonna work on that platform they're gonna have to put a lot of work in for it to be stable perform well um and they're like rockstar have said that they will be doing new stuff there'll be motion control there'll be touch control um, yeah it, it all it took was for the system to sell yes. and <laughs> You know, they they shit the bed with the Wii U with their marketing and how they presented that system. Otherwise, there's no reason that could have had the same thing. Like mm-hmm. Deus Ex, um, the reboot of Deus Ex, Batman uh, worked very well on the Wii U. They were great versions, but there was no point in people putting that extra effort in because there was no audience there. And very early on, the games were getting cancelled. Like I think, uh, what, like Split to Sell, Conviction, Ghost Recon... Or- Ghost Recon. There was a Ghost Recon mm-hmm. that was cancelled. I mean, in hindsight, the Wii U is just kind of like a, a kid's version of the Switch. You know, yeah. even looking at it, looking at the gamepad compared to mm. the Switch itself. It's, it, just it's like, it's like a, something that Tomy would make if, yeah, they're, yeah, if they're still like, a company. Yeah. It's like my first Switch yeah. toy. No, I'm delighted it's a big success and um, it's a great second system, I think. It's a really good second system. No, I mean, that, that's, that's the market Nintendo always need to hit. Yeah. You know, it was still case for that being the same for the Wii U, um, but not enough people even wanted that as a second. Sure. No, system. no. I, I'd almost argue it's become an essential second system. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you need this as well as your Xbox or your PC or your PlayStation. Like, if you're, you, you should not be buying a PlayStation and an Xbox. That doesn't make sense. Nice. You should be buying a Switch as your secondary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad, and I can't wait for stuff like Elena Noir And I need to pick up Rabbids, and mm-hmm. I still play Splatoon. I think. Yeah. Are we convincing you to buy Splatoon, Stu? Yeah, I'll, I'll get it at some point. I'm still like haven't 100 percent sorted out my Wi-Fi issues on my Switch, even my new router. But I think that's just because I haven't been I've you know, been too lazy to properly configure it. But. <laughs> All right, let's let's do if if that happens, let's do some Splatoon content because there's enough of us that own that game now. So let's 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 use that as the reason to talk about Splatoon in the future. Mm-hmm. So Stu, have you got? Are you able to have your dock next to the to your router, or is that no, the, no. okay? Yeah, because I I'm wired here with my dock connected to the router. I'm, 
I'm I'm wired to my PS4, but my, that means I have a Ethernet cable taped across my whole platform. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. from my router to my so PlayStation. Potentially, you could like move the cable if you were going to play something online on Switch. I mean, not ideal. But I I, I think with my new router, I, I can dewire my PS4 anyway, probably because okay. you know, mm. the Wi-Fi speeds now for the PS4 are much better than they were. It's just the Pro is good my, for mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. I, I I probably yeah could just wire my Switch. Do that, but I need an adapter. Yeah, yeah you do. I, it seems to defeat the point. That's uh, that's bloody, bloody Nintendo. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just seems make me buy adapters and yeah. Shit. Well, we've been playing it um, in person as well. We've been meeting up and playing. Splatoon uh, works really nice local Wi-Fi. Yeah, so you can just exactly. take away that problem. So we'll do some local. Yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, I think we'll we'll call it there for for games to talk about. Uh, I have plenty more, but <laughs> see you in five months for the next yeah. podcast. Yeah, I'll for- have forgotten about the games that I didn't talk about today. Um, <laughs> cool. So thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, go to goplaythat.com and see all the stuff that we've launched today. Uh, check out the new look of the website uh, and follow us all around the web on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Um, we've also opened up our Discord. There's a link on the site if you want to join our uh, community on there. Uh, where we'll be chatting about games, uh, organizing t- uh, play sessions, and just chatting between friends and followers alike. Uh, so we'll see you on there. And stay tuned for some marathon news. <laughs> oh. I'll leave that there. We'll talk. We'll have more to say yeah. next time. I guess you could look, if you're a new listener, you could look back to see what we did last year for the marathon mm-hmm. for an idea of what we might be hinting at. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. Thank you, bye. Bye. Yeah.